Alright everybody, welcome to episode 18 of NPC Talk. My name is Inkernaut, and today is August 20th, 2015. So today we got another very special interview, and this time it's a little bit different. I think we're uh, we're always switching up a little bit, but uh, we have a recurring guest this time uh, from episode... Oh man, from our Destiny episode... Uh, wait, let me figure this out. Episode 7. I knew, I, I knew it. Episode I'm pretty seven. sure it was 7, yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, we have Evan back with us. Hey, Evan. How's it going? It is going great. I am so psyched to know what your top three are. Oh, man. God, that's such a tough question. <laughs> no, it's, it's great but terrible at the same time. Yeah, I've, I've put a lot of thought into it over the last few weeks and, like, tried to think of some decent ones that, like... I can actually like stand behind as as a top three, so yeah. I guess we'll see. <laughs> um, all right, before we get started, uh, do you have a gamer handle you go by? Oh, uh, I almost always go by some variation of Hook. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but you know, there's been numerous variations, but Hook is almost always in the name. Gotcha, gotcha. Hook. All right, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, so far in our cast, the uh, gamer tags have never actually like gone through very well, but, <laughs> but you know, uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, before we start with your top three, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself as a gamer? Oh man, uh, I mean, I, I've I've always been a fan of uh, all types of games, but currently I would say my top favorites are RPGs of different kinds, action mm. RPGs, such as Diablo or. Uh, normal RPGs, or I guess these do fall under actions, you know, such as I've been, I recently just played a crap ton of, of Dragon Age uh, nice. uh, Inquisition, and, and like, that has not uh, scratched the bug at all enough, so I'm now starting Witcher 3, which I've heard is great, and so far it's been pretty fun. Awesome, um, I've heard really least, good things about it. Yeah, yeah, it's so far, I'm like, I'm not far enough, it's only been, uh, honestly, like three hours, so I'm oh. sure it'll be fun. Um, but beyond that, I mean, first-person shooters are always, always a favorite. I would say I definitely gravitate more towards those two. Uh, to those two, I'm not. I'm not a big MOBA player. I'm not a big RTS player. I have obviously played StarCraft, and I, I played a few of like the original MOBA variations in in Warcraft Three, but not a lot. But for the most part, I would definitely say RPG and FPS are my are my top games. Awesome, awesome. I hope to uh, to see some. FPS and RPGs in your top three, then? Uh, they are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so if you're ready, man, I am ready to just jump right in. All right. Uh, I'll start with number three, which I-, I knew I wanted to pick one from this this series, because this is one of my favorite series, uh, but I didn't want one of the new ones. I knew I wanted to go back to, like, the originals. Okay. And I chose Battlefield 1942 as number three. Oh, interesting. Uh, okay. I needed it to be... I wanted a first-person shooter in there. I needed it to be one. And I didn't... Halo is a great honorable mention, but I know a few, people, a few people in here have said it. And I do love Halo Reach, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but I needed I needed a Battlefield in there. Because Battlefield is its own thing. It's not just a first-person shooter. There's planes, there's tanks, there's vehicles, there's snipers, there's shotguns. There's, you know, however you want to play this game, go out there and play it that way. If you want to be a sniper, great. Go post up in in a bush somewhere a mile away Mm -hmm. and try to pick some people off. You you get bored of that and you want to go fly fly a plane, great. Go running across the map, go find a plane, go fly fly a plane. Like, I loved this game. Mm. I loved this game. The series, and the new ones are fun. I'm not a big fan of the most recent one, Hardline, because it's more Call of Duty than it is Battlefield, but Mm -hmm. 4 and below were, were all a lot of fun. You know, these battles are huge. They're 64 on 64, you know, or thir- at least I think the original, I think 1942 was 32 on 32. Mm-hmm, that's, mm-hmm. that's 64 individual. <laughs> game. That, this is a war. This is, this is real. There are 32, 31 other people on your team fighting 32 other people on the other team. <laughs> it was, it's ridiculous. So I definitely had to put that uh, as my number three. Awesome. I love that game. I mean, and I still love them. Uh, me and my friend John, I just re-got Battlefield 4 for the Xbox One so that we can go and tank it up because we did a crap ton of that. That was so <laughs> Shooting down helicopters and planes with a tank. Who does that? That's, you can do that? Yeah, yeah. That, it's, it's actually so pretty fun. sweet. 
oh, it's the best. Randomly firing a tank shot out in the distance and just seeing that you got a kill. <laughs> that was my, that's my all-time most epic moment in that game was I saw the helicopter icon in the distance and I just said, fuck it. And I just fired a shot. And after a couple seconds, I was like, oh, I guess I missed. And then I got two kills. <laughs> I didn't see the helicopter. I just saw the icon. In the <laughs> I was cracking up. Oh, man, if I were those guys, I'd be pissed. <laughs> to be fair, I, I have been those guys. That but still. Um, I, I guess, I guess I, what, should move on to number two then? Um, well, or for... questions about it? Yeah, so for um, Battlefield. So what makes 1942 your favorite Battlefield of all the Battlefields? Nostalgia. I mean, like anything, it's probably nostalgia. In all honesty, I'm sure Battlefield 4 and 3 were better overall just because there was more variation, but... 1942, a World War II game. I mean, there just there were enough of those mm-hmm. by now. But in all honesty, everyone was so has just become so afraid to do them that we're almost probably coming up to a time where we need another one. Mm. We need a more up to date World War II game. But that game was so much fun. Like to to go off in the distance with an old World War II, you know, bolt action sniper rifle, just and just to hear the crack of the shot and actually get a kill, like. On someone like a mile away, just like just to think about it. This is a World War II sniper rifle. Like, I'm doing this in a video game. It was so much fun. Yeah, yeah. so much nostalgia with this game. And I was in, you know, I was in high school, and I had a friend, and we played. Uh, we made a clan, and we played so much Battlefield 1942. Uh, I then went on to try like the Vietnam version, which was interesting. It wasn't great, but it was interesting. And you know, I think there were other uh, uh, other version World War II versions, and then they started moving on to. You know, more recent ones. And they were all fun, but 1942 definitely has a, a spot in my heart. Mm. Um, yes, yeah, so and Battlefield 1942 uh, came out for Windows, so I guess PC. Yeah, it was PC, yeah. Um, in 2002. Oh, wow. Yeah, so a long time ago. And it is the developed by Digital Illusion CE and published by EA. Yeah. So um, right. it's a pretty sweet game. Um, so one thing about Battlefield that I guess people don't like, I don't know, is that, um, it is not, it, it's not a plane for competitive play, right? Because it requires, it, there is competitive play, but it, it just, I don't know. I just feel like the, it's... The normal platform for competitive play is small map, fast paced, you know, small group of people. Yeah. So... While that does exist in Battlefield, you can do that. There are small maps. There are maps where there are no vehicles or anything like that. It's just you guys versus, you know, another group. And it's essentially Call of Duty at that point. I mean, maybe it's a little slower, but I feel like that gives it a little bit more of a... Call of Duty is so fast-paced that it's it's just muscle memory at that point. It's I don't know. I never liked the speed of Call of Duty. It mm. didn't give any room for experiment. It's the same thing over and over and over. Everyone uses the same weapons over and over and over. Mm-hmm. At the very least, Battlefield, you know, you, you start a game and, okay, there's a group of guys in a building over there and they're fighting. Oh, there's a tank over there, but he's going to meet up with another tank. Uh, there's a plane fight going up in the distance. There's two helicopters duking it out. And this is all happening in front of you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, it's not just, okay, I spawned. Let me go start sprinting. Okay, fire dead, fire dead, fire dead. You know, it's, there's, there's stuff happening. Oh, I, you know what? I want to put a bunch of C4 on a buggy and start riding around and try to blow up tanks with it. Sure, go for it. Have, have yourself some fun. Like, you want to get in a, 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 a Warthog, you know, a, an a, you know, or an A10 or A12 Warthog. Great, go for it. You want to get into a fighter jet. Great, go for it. You want to get in a tank. There's so much. It's not just one thing. Mm, mm, I see. That's yeah, why. There was a lot of variation whenever I played yeah. Battlefield. Yeah, it was never just, I, I got a gun, I'm going to go kill people. It was, okay, I might have a gun, and what else do I want to do? <laughs> and then uh, they started making things destructible. So, like, in Battlefield 3 and yeah. 4, you can take down... Or not 3, I think it was just 4. But you can start taking down uh, huge skyscrapers and buildings and just ridiculous crap. I think it 3 changed. had it, too. I think 3 had it. I think they, that's where they started, like, destructible buildings, but I think 4 is the one that had the actual skyscraper coming down. Oh, uh, yeah. And there were people in the skyscraper. Like, you had, you had a small warning when it started coming down, and you had to jump and parachute down. Otherwise, you just <laughs> had a skyscraper. Like, that was just hilarious. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, I know in Battlefield... Or, I'm reading here. I never played Battlefield 1942. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm reading that you can navigate 
capital ships, submarines, and aircraft carriers. Oh yeah, I didn't even like. I didn't even mention that there were amphibious things. Yeah, sure. That's insane. That sounds yeah. awesome. You know, and then they added boats in later ones. You know, in the Vietnam one, there were uh, uh, there were patrol boats. Oh my goodness! And stuff that was hilarious. <laughs> so sweet. In the more recent ones, there's like modern boats and stuff like that that have missiles and you know. And I just mean like little boats. I don't think you can actually drive like carriers and stuff in the more recent ones. But to be mm. fair, you probably should at some point. I, it's probably inevitable when we start having marine, you know, just total sea battles. You know, battleships and carriers and shit. <laughs> That'd be insane. That's not already there, for all I know. Maybe it is in one of these games. <laughs> I think uh, there is a sea battle one, actually. There might be. Really? That'd be so sweet. I think one of the expansions might have released that. I'd have to find that. In more recent one, in, in, in 4, I mean. Not Hardline. Mm, yeah. Hardline is kind of not great. <laughs> um, yeah, one thing, one thing I really like about Battlefield is that uh, they do a really good job of... Um, I, it sounds silly, but of making, it, making you feel like you're in a battlefield. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, that's my favorite thing of it yeah yeah like things are like exploding like to the left and right and you're like trying to like run around and it's frustrating at times because sometimes you're literally like hiding or doing your own thing and you just like get blown up by something that you don't even see but sometimes that's the most hilarious thing like (laughs) you're running you're running you're running you turn a corner and you go right like face first into a tank like holy crap you know what do you do well, you know, you've got numerous options. What class are you? How do you handle it? You know, mm-hmm. and it's not like you know. At least in the more recent ones, it's not like tanks are just you know, that's it. If you're in a tank, you win. Like no, there's guys with RPGs and shit running around. There's mm-hmm. planes. There's helicopters. They'll take you the fuck out. You know, they're you better be good. And you a lot of the time you need to hide and run from them as a you know as a tank. You're in a helicopter. Well, you can get shot down. There's air to air you know air to air vehicles. There's people with stingers and shit. You know, it, it's. Everything has a weakness. So it was just... It was just nothing was the end-all, be-all in the more recent ones. That's true. And in 42. Actually, if I remember right, in 1942, there were even... They were like like major gunships flying around in the air. Oh, really? <laughs> I remember right, one of the, one of the more... Uh, maybe it was an expansion later on or something, but I know that there was a, a pretty large like carrier, and I know there was a map where uh, it was doing the mission Market Garden. So you were... Uh, dropping in you were paratroopers so it was this big like paratrooper battle and they were dropping bombs and you know fighters were crashing and like that was that was fun those things were so much fun that is awesome <laughs> so many different things you can do like it's not just call of duty you know that, that's that's what i always compare it to but like you know it's the same concept with the old halos i mean they're all one track mm-hmm. hey i have a gun there might be other types of guns but it's just about speed and skill you know and accuracy but there's no variation once you've done it you've done it it's it's done. Mm-hmm. You know, Battlefield. There was so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Which that. Yeah, and it really adds to the to the level of enjoyability that you can have with. Oh it. yeah, yeah, for sure. So that's why it's my if it's my number three. Awesome. Yeah, that's a that's a really interesting choice because usually you know with FPS players you think you know Halo, Call of Duty, like sure. Counter Strike. Sure. But uh, yeah, I mean Battlefield. I I dig it. Yeah, um, I wanted to be a little different on this one, but I'm not. I'm not just saying Battlefield to just be different. Like that is definitely my in my top. Awesome, awesome. All right, um, let's move on then. Uh, what do you got for us, Seven? Uh, for number two, I, I've gone a little more on the mo- more modern side with uh, two and three. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, one and two, but two. I'm. You gotta love the Diablo series. You just yes. two is so much fun. You know, it's just so expansive. But in all honesty, I gotta go with three. Really? I gotta go with three now. Not three, like, a year ago. Three, like, now. Okay. Okay. Because Blizzard's launch was so atrocious and just (laughs) so disastrous. I'm amazed the game made it out of it. it. Yeah. But they kept it going. They kept updating. They kept adding new things. Kept improving. And the game just... it's. It's exactly what it needs to be. It's just a big grind fest. That's that's what Diablo is. That's what it always has been. Mm. You go through the store, you level up, and you just keep getting better gear, better gear, better gear. They keep bringing out free patches. They've, they've changed the game, like, I don't know how many times. It entirely changed the game and the style and the classes and what, you know, gear, how gear works. Mm-hmm. Uh, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times. They're doing it again this Tuesday. There's a huge patch coming out oh, that's sweet. changing up a whole bunch of stuff, adding a bunch of stuff. 
I might not be a big fan of the seasons in general, just because I don't love re-leveling multiple characters, but the concept's great. You know, it just gives this reason to come back and play. All right, level a new character, get more experience, get special gear, you know, keep playing it, keep playing it. Now there's a leaderboard. If you want to do well, get on the leaderboard. You know, I was even in the, I think, the few top hundreds. Uh, no way. For a little while there on uh, my, my Witch Doctor. For a little bit. Dang. Yeah. Like, I was actually on the leaderboard. It only goes to a thousand, you know, out of how many hundreds of thousands of people. So, like, I was actually up there for a bit. I don't think I ended on there, but I might have. I think it was season two. When you um, make, like, your season characters? Yeah, I made one season character, and when the season ends, all of the stuff that you would gain on that character, and the character himself, become part of your normal, you know, just goes into your normal game. Oh, awesome. And they usually give it about a week, and then they start the next season. And then right before that, they release some sort of big patch with some sort of huge sweeping improvements and changes. And they've done this, like, four times. And before that, before the seasons, you know, in general, were just a major change. Mm -hmm. And I just, you know, I gotta give them credit for where the game's at right now. It's the amount of content that they've given us just for free. Yeah, absolutely for free has been great. The story might not be gigantic, but the Diablo story in general is just this huge universe. It's so big. Mm -hmm. Storyline. It's not necessarily all there in Diablo 3, but it's just this big storyline. And through the previous games and through the books and through friends and stuff, I've got, you know, I didn't read the books, but through other friends who have and just talking about the storyline and reading that stuff online, it's so big. There's, There's so much. Oh, yeah, there's plenty of books. What? There's Warcraft books, there's Starcraft books, there's Diablo books, there's all kinds of books. Oh, man. Oh, man, just uh, between Halo and any Blizzard uh, product, there's just so many books. What? I didn't know that. All these, and these are just huge, expansive universes. Huge. Oh, man. What? Yeah. I need to get on that. They're gigantic. <laughs> uh, one of my friends has read, uh, Mike has read a whole bunch. Oh, awesome, awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, um, okay. Let's start with, um, let's start with, okay, why did you choose D3 over D2? Uh, I did play a good amount of D2, but I wasn't in the hardcore scene of it. Mm. So I didn't probably play enough of it to be able to, to choose it. Okay, okay. Um, and most likely anyone who would choose it probably choose it at an, at a nostalgia. Like, I'm doing my best to not choose things just strictly based on nostalgia, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is, was a problem for me for my number one. But uh, I, like, I, I didn't want to just base it off nostalgia, which is a big factor. Um, but I think D3 carried over, has now carried over a good amount of the D2 nostalgia. Obviously, those are people who couldn't make it through the first you know, six, seven months or however long of Diablo's release just probably hate it. <laughs> it did not start well. Yeah, <laughs> terribly for all kinds of reasons. But I'm just saying, as of this point, you know, I'm I'm really excited for this new patch and the changes that are coming. Like they keep every time improving things and then adding to how strong your characters can be, and then just making other things stronger. And now, now you get to go through and go even further and get more gear. And there's all kinds of new ways to get gear, more stuff to farm. You know, if you hit if you hit you know the most you can do. You just gotta wait another month or two, and boom! Now it's all you know, whole new game. You got another few weeks of enjoyment or a month awesome. or so enjoyment. You know, so it's it's just a lot of fun. I really enjoy it, and they're they're keeping up with it. They're pretty quick, nice like, in terms of, of changes that you can expect from a company. Yeah, yeah. So in, yeah. in terms of like replayability and consistency for a game, I'd say it's 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 a lot of fun, and they're doing a really good job. Yeah, yeah. I um so for the viewers, uh, Diablo three was um oh Diablo 3 was the game where I almost lost faith in Blizzard um because uh when it when it was released it was so bad that it pretty much felt like an incomplete game uh Evan, Evan do you want to like go into it a little more oh it was an incomplete game I mean <laughs> the launch itself just was, I don't think anyone was able to play for two days three days Oh, yeah, yeah, that was terrible. Because they required, unlike D2, which this was probably the biggest the biggest slight to anyone that was coming from D2, was the require online connection. Mm -hmm. uh, and you, like, so when, they're, when they launch and their servers instantaneously go down and don't come back up, and no one can play this brand new game we've been waiting a decade for, or longer even, I think, was it 12 years or something? I don't know, some large amount of time. Yeah, it was really D2, long time. D3. And, you know, the first two days, we've all been shopping at the bit and waiting and waiting and waiting, and no one can play, because they decided to require online play, 
which I understand why. I mean, I, I get the technical reasoning. If you're going to control the game and you know keep from cheating, and there was a lot of duping and cheating and stuff, and yeah. deep, lots of terrible experiences, I'm sure. <laughs> so if you want to prevent stuff like that, you know, it's got to be online. But it was just this combination of like, uh, let's bring in the auction house. That worked out so well in World of Warcraft. Let's do it here. Oh, what a terrible decision that was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh my god, what a horrible, horrible decision. Economy destroying, game just killing concept. And But see, they eventually realized it, they removed it, and improved. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Nowadays, I, like, I don't want to base games anymore off of their first or even second version. Interesting. Because games nowadays are too big. They're not one line. They're... You know, they release it, they made mistakes, hopefully they're smart enough to admit it and patch. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as they're not using that as a crutch, but as long, as long as they're doing it, you know, improving, listening to the community. And that's a big thing now. Yeah, it so is. How to actually do that and improve and then start to become slowly, oh so slowly, they start to become a little closer to the perfection that we want them to be. So instead of a bad release just ending the game, a bad release is just a beginning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, uh, it's a gateway to a good ending, or a continuation, really. Like Diablo, like I think Diablo three and Destiny are great examples of this. That, and I can't say Destiny just yet, just because Taken King isn't out yet. Yeah, but the expectation of it. Now, while we all had great high expectations of Destiny in general, at the very least, that's like a rough draft. That's how I consider it. It's a rough draft of a perfect game. They're editing. They're editing. They're doing what they can. They're slowly doing it, but they got to make money, so they're releasing it in expansions. Fine. Taken King comes out, uh, I'm pretty confident this time around that it's going to be a good step forward to being the perfect version of that game. You know, we might be two or three Destinies away from it being the perfect version of that game type, Mm -hmm. but we're on our way there. Diablo 3 is, you know, this is version 4, 5, 6 of what Diablo 3 originally was, and we're now 4, 5, 6 steps closer to a perfect action RPG. And not only did Diablo 3, but in all honesty, Diablo 3's terrible release opened the door for a whole bunch of other action RPGs. It brought the genre back. Even though they did terrible off the bat, it brought the genre back. There's all kind of Torchlight and, you know, other Diablo-ish games, which are all almost exact copies, in all honesty. But it just allowed other people to, you know what, you don't want to play Diablo, but you still want to play Diablo? (laughs) Try this. Huh. So it really was a gateway as well. Like I, I, I view it as more than just a game at this point. It opened up a genre. Huh. That's so true. There are um, a lot of really neat. Uh, I guess you know ARPGs or hack and slash games that came out yeah. that are just like Diablo. I mean, but there's so many of them that you look at them, you go, "So it's Diablo." Well, they go, "Yeah," but maybe this one's a little more cartoonish. Maybe this one's got different kinds of violence. Maybe this one's abilities are slightly different. Whatever. You know, go ahead and try it. They all did a really good job. They really put their heart and soul into it. They tried. And I think they've succeeded, the majority of them. I mean, Torchlight's my only good example, but I'm sh- I know there's others. Oh, man, there was a... Oh, there was a really good... Uh, like, not Pathfinder, that's D&D. There's a... Yeah, well... <laughs> a Path, Path of Exile. Uh, Path, yeah, yeah. Path of Exile, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I tried it, but I know I heard it. Yeah, that game... Uh, I haven't played it either, but it got really good reviews. So Yeah, plenty of these, these ARPGs are, are, are doing well. Yeah, I'm sure some existed before Diablo 3, but they weren't huge genres on their own. Right. They weren't huge. But the moment people got this, you know, oh, great, Diablo 3, I'm going to go back to, like, Diablo 2, but then it failed, and, you know, everyone was like, but I still want to play. Well, they went looking for these other games, and these other games very quickly took advantage of that. Mm-hmm. But then Diablo 3 started improving, so now we just got this great competition of just other types of, you know, ARPGs. And it's, it's a whole genre now. Yeah, yeah. That's actually so true. But in all honesty, it's because of Diablo. Yeah. And and their initial failure. (laughs) (laughs) But the game's great now. I love the game. Even if you, you know, even if you've only played so much of it, it's totally the kind of game that, that, which I've done. Like, okay, I'm as geared as I can almost possibly get. All that's left is the perfect set, you know, the perfect piece that you're never going to see ever. So, great. I'm as strong as I'm going to get right now. Oh, okay, all I need to do is wait another few weeks for a patch. Wonderful. I'll go play Dragon Age. I'll go play Witcher. I'll continue playing Destiny. Oh, Diablo 3 is out? Great, I'll pick that up for a few weeks. Oh, great, then Taken King's out? Great, I'll play that. You know, I can go back to it. And it's all free. I didn't have to pay crap for that patch. That is actually really, really cool. Like, how, much, how many major game-changing patches have they just given us? It's not fixes. 
These are content patches. Huge content patches for free. They haven't made us pay a dime since the original release. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, if, if I remember right, did I get Diablo 3 for free? <laughs> I got the, the base game for free, I believe, because I was at BlizzCon one year, and then because I was playing WoW, and they had a, a deal to pay for WoW and get Diablo 3 for free. Oh my goodness. And I did that because I was still playing WoW, and I wasn't planning on quitting anytime, so I did that, paid for it, but it's, you know, and I used it. It's, I didn't quit WoW before that time went up. I used it, got Diablo 3 for free, and done. So I've only bought the expansion for Diablo 3. That's it. Awesome. That whatever, so cool. 30 bucks, 40 bucks, or something, whatever it was, that's all I paid. And I've gotten probably, they've given us two, three games worth of content. Like, they've given us so much. That is, that is awesome. I do take away <laughs> from, from at least value. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I really like the idea that, uh, that it's, a very, it's a very easy, you know, pick up and play kind of game. Oh, yeah. Totally. You know, and even if you're, you know, you've got a friend who's such and such higher level, great. Play with him. Yeah. You know, just make it easier. Let him run you through it. Oh, you don't? Oh, great. Go play. It's, it's a fun game, you know. There's online. You want to you go try to find random people? Great. Go ahead and do that. It's yeah. there. You know. Do whatever you want. You want to do the story? Great. Go do the story. You, you don't want to do the story? You just want to kill? Great. Go do that. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's all there. Play however you want to play. Go smash. That's... It might as well be the motto. It's just, uh, whatever, just kill. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, do you want to go into a little bit about uh, <laughs> the concept of the auction house and... Oh, God. And why? Well, I mean, the concept is, is you know, it's, it's the same as well. People get drops, they put them on there, you buy them for gold. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem with Diablo, unlike WoW, so WoW... Yeah, sure, there's gear and materials and stuff that you can buy on the auction house, and that's a great place to get them, because most of it requires you to go farm, and it actually drives the economy. There, at least, I don't know about, I know now you can actually buy stuff off the auction house that's actually higher level stuff, but before they did that, you couldn't buy the best gear off the auction house. You could only get it by raiding, or PvP, or whatever. Mm-hmm, you could mm-hmm. only buy materials, or certain rare world drops if you had the money, or mounts if you had the money. And that's all great for those that had the money. None of that was required. If you wanted gear, go find a raiding guild, go raid. And over time, they changed that and made it easier. And over time, they added other stuff to the auction house. And I haven't been playing, so I don't know how that really affected, affected WoW. But I'm assuming it's all still about the same. Mm-hmm. It's the same concept in Diablo. But the problem is, is that all gear is random drop anyways. Not only is gear random, so uh, a, an item to drop is random. Mm-hmm. What it gets is random. Which item it is is random. How high the stats are is random. So there's this just layer upon layer of of RNG. Just, just each layer builds upon the other. So the chances of you getting that best item are very slim. But someone else probably did. So they put it on the auction house for a trillion gold. Sure, let's pick an arbitrary number that no one will be able to pay. Right. So that's what they did, and they just left it all there, and they kept doing it. But the problem was. At the time, legendary pieces, the highest level pe- uh, gear, the best gear in the game, was so rare that you could play for days and see one or two, and they were terrible. They were <laughs> at level below, you know, piece, the yellow piece, the 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 uh, rare piece or whatever. It was worse than that, so it was a waste of time. You got, you know, and just to see two was just a miracle. So you had to use the auction house, and you had to buy these crap pieces and spend all your gold on it. And it was horrible. It was just a horrible experience. It destroyed the economy. Yeah. And eventually they brought in real-life money auction house to try have people try to make money and have them make money. And that was a disaster. It didn't do crap. Yeah. All their items were 100 bucks, So someone was going to go spend 100 bucks on some legendary piece in a game. Like, yeah, sure, I'm sure some people did. And however you spend your money, fine, that's up to you. But, I mean, no one... like. 0.1% of the people were going to do this. No one else was going to do this. Yeah. Like, you know, so eventually they realized that that's not the fun. Like, you're not playing the game to get loot. You're playing the game to buy off the auction house. Right. So the game became the auction house, which was the most boring and soul-crushing thing in the world. So luckily they eventually removed that, highly upped the drop rate of legendaries in general, gave you different difficulty levels, which had higher drop rates. Now they're adding different ways of, like, 
re-rolling items, transferring items, building items. There's just all kinds of things. You know, oh, you get a, like the the, uh, the thing they're adding, the major major thing they're adding, which is so amazingly game changing and such a good idea, I think, is something called Kunai's Cube, hmm. which is a reference to the old Roger Cube. Right. Um, and so you get this cube, and it does many things. But the biggest, most amazing thing it does is uh, you can destroy legendary items that you have, and it basically absorbs their effect, and you can equip them as passives. Um, and separate passives, then you're already class passives. So you can have a legendary item, its ability, as uh, you can have one weapon, one armor, and one jewelry passive. So you can have three new passives off of those game-changing legendaries. Ooh. Just passives. So then you can, let's say, you know, you really want to use this other piece because it's better, but you really need the ability off of this legendary so you're stuck, but you can destroy the crappy one, equip it as passive, and use your really good piece. And this offers an unending amount of combinations of legendary abilities. They're adding new uh, new sets for new things. They're changing around entire abilities, as they always do. I mean, that's huge, though. But this, this cube can also uh, re-roll legendary items. So if you get a legendary item, but it rolled terrible, well, you can use this to completely re-roll it as if it was a new, new version. Ooh, that's nice. So that's, if, if, from at least the... Uh, the PTR, that was really expensive. So that's like a gold and, and uh, material dump. Mm-hmm. But once you've done everything, then sure. If you're trying to get you know a perfect item, that's a great way of doing it. Oh, you've got a really crappy version of the item you want? Well, just re-roll it until you get a better version. Yeah. Well. They're allowing you to convert between set pieces. So, okay, you have a set that you really want, but you need the gloves, but you got the pants. Okay, use this to re-roll it until you get the gloves. And then if it still didn't roll well, okay, use the cube in the other section to keep re-rolling the gloves till you get a better version of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, now you don't need to get 80 million versions of this one piece to get the right one. You just need one. And you just keep re-rolling it. So now you just need the item, not the perfect version of the item, which is great. What a difference that makes. Yeah, that's actually, yeah. They, they did a really good job with uh, fixing the system so that... And then, well, and then the other best part of this is a is what is essentially unless they've changed in the PTR. But on the PTR, it was a one to one conversion for materials. So they're condensing all the materials. There's only certain versions. Mm-hmm. They drop different levels, but they started becoming a really like huge need because you needed a craft. But once they made all these changes, blue items became really rare. Actually, they were tougher to get. They didn't. They didn't dismantle into as many materials, mm-hmm. so you run out of these materials. <laughs> now you, you know, but you have a you have a million of the yellow ones. Well, now you can just convert one for one, hundred to hundred. All you need is a, a yellow, you know, a a version of the armor that you want to convert into. So a blue armor piece, which you know, white, blue, and yellow are a dime a dozen. So grab one and pop it in there and convert mm. for free. Just one to one, like that's that's beautiful. Yeah, that's smart. I hope they kept it that way, because that is just awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's very necessary for crafting and all kinds of things they're doing. I know, I know they're adding a bunch of stuff. They added a new zone. There's a new season. They're adding new sets. They're just doing so much. And this is, you know, it revamps an old game. You know, it just, it keep, they keep revamping it. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. And you keep coming back to it. It was great. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, Diablo 3, um... Had a rough start, but right now it's a very solid game. And oh, going strong! Yeah. And Blizzard's combining all their like you know they're, they're, now they're doing all these like they're going a little bit smaller with games. So you've got uh, Here's the Storm, and you've got um, what's the card game? Uh, Hearthstone. Hearthstone. Thank you. And they're all kind of like not like if you've got one, they'll give you stuff for the other. They keep doing this like oh, if you play Diablo, great, you'll get a character or a skin in Hearthstone, or you'll get a card. In, in, you know, I'm sorry, in Heroes of the Storm, where you got a card in Hearthstone. Yeah. You know, they keep doing this, and it's just great. It's a great way to have everyone play all their games. You know, hmm. I got to give them credit for that. They're building it. Apparently, I read that. Uh, so Activision just, uh, uh, just reported their profits, and apparently, even though WoW has lost half their user base again, as they always do, right at the yeah. end, just, they, I think they've gone from like, their peak was 12 a few years back. Now they're at six. <clears throat> and I think they were at eight earlier or something or nine. So they've lost a few million players again. Apparently not only did uh, Activision report <clears throat> profits, huge profits, uh, 
from other games. Even Blizzard reported profits. Apparently, they just don't need WoW anymore. It's not, it's not as necessary, which is great. It allows them to do other things than just be WoW. Maybe at some point, if WoW isn't such a big deal anymore, we'll see a Warcraft 4. Could you imagine? Uh, that'd be cool. Could you, could you, like, I, like, how, like, how unlikely is that? But now we're also getting... We've gotten Hearthstone. We've gotten Here's the Storm. Uh, what's the other game they're bringing out? The new one. Uh, Overwatch. Overwatch. That looks great. I'm so excited like, for Overwatch. We're getting all these other games because, eh, you know... WoW is still there, and they're still doing a lot with it, coming out with expansions, but it's not all of Blizzard. You know, they have time to put on Diablo. They have time for StarCraft expansions. They don't need pay-to-play games. They only have one. Hearthstone is free, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Here's the Storm is free. Diablo, you just gotta buy the base game expansion, and then everything else is free. Overwatch, uh, have they announced that, actually? Not yet. Okay, so uh, we don't know if it's free or if it's, uh, uh, you have to buy the base game, but either way, so what? (laughs) Yeah. It's not gonna be. It's not gonna be a subscription fee. I doubt they'll do that. There's no way they'll do that. Not in that game. It's not. It's not big enough for a subscription fee. But <laughs> you might have to buy the base game. Yeah, it's probably gonna be free. Like that's my guess. I, I, seeing their their current pace, they're embracing the free to play uh, and free to get games. Yeah. Because all that does is it. Like this is something I really want Destiny to do because it just opens up microtransactions, which is great. I love like not like I love spending ten fifteen dollars here and there on a game that I didn't have to pay for at all for a skin that looks really cool or yeah, yeah. something really like just you know cosmetic. People do it all the time and they make more money that way because if you're not paying for a game, you're way more willing to pay for a skin or you know such and such as long as it's never armor or weapons or skills or whatever. Don't pay to win. That's not okay. But right, right. it'll look good. That's totally okay. Yeah, yep. It's a really cool model actually. Yeah, I mean, and mo- more games need to do that. It's a great model. Any MMO really needs to do that at this point. <laughs> yeah. You can offer uh, a pay version where, you know, you get, you know, more unlocks of something or such and such or whatever. But as long as you can play the game for free without, you don't need those things, it just might be a little easier if you did the monthly subscription, fine. Totally okay. Right, yeah. But if it's not, uh, it's a, it shouldn't be a requirement. It shouldn't be half a game unless you pay. Right, right. That's not okay. That's and still some companies do that and don't don't get the hint yet that there's highly successful, really fun games that are completely free and either just do microtransactions or just offer extra stuff if yeah. you pay a monthly fee. <clears throat> and plenty of people do. Yeah, yeah. Well, World of Warcraft is a uh, six million viewer players. I think it's at six million now or just under. That many? Well, and that's that's half of their peak. Their peak was twelve. In uh, was it Burning Crusade or was it Wrath? I don't remember which one it was. I don't think it was Pandaria. No, 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 no. Uh, I, whichever one of the expansions, they hit 12 million at some point. And it's, it's technically only gone down from there for the most part. They peak up at the beginning of an expansion. Mm. Um, and then they'll peak up at, I think, the end of an expansion because people are preparing for the new one. Mm. But yeah. within the middle, they almost always drop. It's been that way for years now. But so there's still like a minimum of like five or six. That's crazy. At a pay, paying subscribers, you know? Yeah. $15, five million, I mean, <laughs> a lot of money. Yeah, it's, I had no idea. You know, that's just extra money that they then spend, but then Blizzard then spends on games. And Activision seems to let them do it, which is great, since they merged and everyone was really afraid of that. And I'm still a little concerned by it, but whatever. Yeah. Seems to be okay. I'm, I'm very concerned, but at least Diablo is giving... There, there was a moment there where I think everyone kind of, like, held their breath, like, oh, shit, you know, because they kept doing stuff. They were like, oh, that's got the Activision. But then they started releasing things like Here's the Storm, Hearthstone. Yeah. You know, we've got Overwatch coming. And, like, okay, wait a minute. Maybe we can all, like, take a collective sigh of relief and breathe again. Like, this is all pretty interesting stuff. Here's yeah. the Storm's huge. Like, I'm pretty sure every single one of my friends but me is playing that game. Yeah, I played it a little bit. Like, I'm just not a big MOBA fan. I don't know, I, like, I just don't like MOBA. Yeah. So I'm not a PvP guy for most things, mm. other than, like, first-person shooters, but uh, I just don't love it in most things. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, so that's Diablo 3. Mm-hmm. Awesome number two. Uh, what, do you've got, what have you got for uh, us from Mr. Number 1? Number 1, I, I had to debate a bit for between nostalgia and just a current uh, obsession of game type, oh and then my favorite game of that game type. <laughs> uh, 
my the one I didn't go with was an old game, Zone of the Enders Two. Uh, so I loved the first Zone of the Enders. Mm-hmm. I just it, it's it's epitome Japanese game. Like you know, it's just so whiny and like, pretty, but. The story was great, the action was fun, but there was just some of it was missing. And Zone of the Enders 2 came along and just finished it. And there's just like one moment in the game where you just get something that you've been waiting for since the first one. And the rest of the game is just so much fun. And it's just, uh, you're just smiling the whole time. And I love that game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is it an RPG or? Uh, it's, it's, it's a mech game, but yeah, it's basically. Oh, okay, okay. Might as well be. It's, it's an RPG. I mean, it's, I love that game. I absolutely love that series. But. I had to go with Skyrim. Oh. I just had, just just out of sheer time spent uh, hundreds, I don't know what hundreds, but I'm sure I've spent 100 to 150 hours uh, doing everything in that game that I possibly could have, beating it all, doing as many of the side quests as I could find, looking up secrets, completing stuff, Literally just walking around the world, finding random caves because I ran out of stuff to do, yeah. trying to explore the whole map. Just hundreds of hours in that game. And even when it was done, when I couldn't do any more, there's just a hole. You know, I, like, I need another one. And not Elder Scrolls Online. That's not what I'm talking about. I don't want to know. That's not what I mean. It's, it's something about the just being this walking god alone exploring, shooting arrows, doing whatever the hell you want to do. You, you play however you want to play. You want to use an axe? Great. You want to use a bow? Great. You want to use magic? Wonderful. You want to play in third person or first person? Wonderful. Do whatever you want to do. You want to go in this cave? Sure. You want to go in this dungeon? Great. You know, there was no limit to this game. No wow. limit. And that was on, I played it on 360. I eventually then rebought it on a PC via Steam, and oh my god, the amount of pa- just just add-ons. Yeah. <laughs> the people who spent their time making and giving away for free, it, it literally changed the game completely. There's so many of these add-ons. Some of them are story add-ons that people have made for themselves and are exactly as good, if not better, than the game itself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they add entire maps, entire sections. There's improvements, things where someone said, oh, I just didn't you know, like this, the way this model looked, or I didn't like the way this story section went. Great, we have an add-on for that. They <laughs> there are hundreds of add-ons. Some are terrible, some are amazing. Some are entire games on their own. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Recently, Steam tried to make a... Now, now, none of this, none of these add-ons are through Steam for the most part. Some are, but very few are. There's really just... There's like a, an add-on thing out there that you can use to do it. But Steam wanted to make it more simple, which I understand. And so they made their own little Steam store for it. But then they started charging for it. There was such a huge, instantaneous backlash. They removed it within a matter of, I think it was a day. Really? No way. I, Sure, it was. It might have been a matter of hours, but I don't remember the exact time. There was such a huge backlash on the fact that people were like, well, "Why are we going to pay for these add-ons that are free that no one wanted to charge for anyways? That they just made because they love this game so much and <laughs> changed this game to make it better." That you know, just this Steam just got bombarded. They got destroyed over it, and they they went back on it. They they were like immediately realized their their error of their ways and removed it. I don't know if they're going to bring it back for free. Or not? Maybe have already. I'm not sure, but I know that they removed it really quickly, and they were basing this whole Steam Store thing like that was their their mantra for it. Like you're going to be able to get you know all of the Skyrim add-ons through us. Isn't that great? There's just a fee, you know. Like no one's okay with that. It was hilarious. That's awesome. I had no idea. Skyrim is just the Elder Scrolls in general is one of the most expansive universes. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. I just this game is this is just widespread RPG of amazingness, <laughs> and Skyrim is just by far the top at the moment. It's such a good game. Yeah, no. like every fight is just so fun. I loved being an archer. That's I can snipe from far away and just start picking people off, and I have to aim. Like I have to aim. <laughs> I miss. It's because of me. It's not because of the game. I missed. Like I love that game. That's it's by far my favorite game in the world. Yeah, um, so much that I I keep trying to find other games to like 
replace the whole. So I started playing Dragon Age, which was great. It's a fun game. It's not Skyrim. And now I'm playing Witcher, and I get the feeling it's going to be great. It's going to be a great game, but it's not Skyrim. <laughs> you know, like, it's... Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so Skyrim, uh, for me, is probably in my top ten. Skyrim is amazing. It's in the top ten of anyone that's ever played it. Because yeah. if it's not, then just, just go die. <laughs> go die. Um, yeah, so Skyrim came out in 2011. Oh, interesting. Yeah. 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, by Bethesda. Bethesda? I don't know. So, well, I gotta point out. So now it's been four years... There are still add-ons being made. I just read about this huge sweeping story add-on that someone is making on their own for free. No way. Beta that they're testing. And they're still making add-ons for this game. (laughs) Every day there's new add-ons. Huge sweeping content add-ons not by Bethesda. None of this is by Bethesda. That's crazy. Not one of these. I'm sure they brought out patches and fixes, but none of these things are by Bethesda. These are all by players. Yeah, no. Just what a great idea to allow people to a to do this. It, the commu- like the, the community is bigger than the game, by far. The community is fifty percent of the reason to play this game. Like, it's ridiculous. The game is more than enough reason to play the game, but the community is such a big reason to play this game. Yeah, no, they have the most ridiculous add-ons that it's awesome. It, they're hilarious. Some are <laughs> stupid and funny. Some are just amazing. Uh, total armor sets. Yeah, like that weren't even for gear. They're just because they look cool. <laughs> looked cool like here you go I just made this because there wasn't anything that I really liked and I wanted this great here you go everybody like who, who why and I love you like it's amazing yeah yeah <laughs> um, so what also makes Skyrim amazing is um, I guess the way Elder Scrolls builds Skyrim is or the Elder Scrolls builds all their games is that you, you know, you're on a quest, and the main story is there, and it's cool, and it's not too long, but it's there. But really, they made the game so that you can explore the world, do what you want, and just find cool things that happen, and just enjoy it. I, I always try to do... I, I do my best to complete the game, like, to complete everything on the side. That's insane. I even do the story. Like, as much as I can do, like, without beating the story, I do first. I do wow. that with all... I always do that. I always try to, like, okay, I'm in a dungeon and it's a story quest. Great. I'm going to go every direction I can go. Like, I, oh, I'm on the map now? Well, I see that there's this direction, but I've now passed eight caves along the way. Well, I'm going to go into each one of those caves. Like, I always do that. That's crazy. I love that. It's so, the, the freedom of these games yeah. is so great. It's so fun. So yeah. much fun. Um, yeah, so for Skyrim, okay, what's your favorite... Like, side quest. Oh, God. I don't even know if that's humanly possible. <laughs> There's so many good ones. There's so many. So many. Um, it was a lot of fun hunting down the dragons in general and, just, you know, oh, facing yeah. dragons and finding the... I don't even think I've still found all of the uh, ability, uh, the dragon walls. Oh. I'm pretty sure I have it still. I think I just, after, like, however many, you know, 100, 150 hours, 200 hours, or whatever I did... Like, I had to just, like, okay, I took a break, and then I bought it on PC, and I started playing it on that, and I moved on then to Dragon Age and tried different games. Because I don't know why, I, I love console gaming a lot. Um, PC gaming is usually better in general, but I just like the, the feel of the Xbox triggers. But, hmm. but you know, still. <clears throat> yeah. But favorite side quest? That's, I, probably just hunting all the dragons down. Mm. Uh, yeah, my, my favorite's uh, the Dark Brotherhood. <laughs> like the whole yeah. oh, that was fun. That was <laughs> fun. Unlocking the Dark Brotherhood, that was great. I mean, did you do everything having like that was so sad when I finished all the all the actual quests with the Dark Brotherhood? Not like the the continuous like ones that keep coming back to just earn you know experience and money. Oh and right, right, right. I was so sad when I finished all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, oh wait, there's no more. I don't get to know more about this. It was, uh, oh yeah, yeah. It, the um the way it ended, I was like, oh. I want more. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, wasn't there different endings? I mean, I, like, who was actually alive by the end or anything like that? There's almost uh, always something like that. Ooh. There's always something. I mean, it, you could go through the game and not even know the Dark Brotherhood was a side quest. Like, right. you had to do something so specific just to even activate it. Right, right, yeah. Like, that was the great thing about all the side quests. 
there's so many things you probably like you could have gone through the game and maybe to someone they got lucky and it was obvious, but to someone else they never even knew. Never inside. You know. Uh, like before you create game, you go online and there's all kinds of secrets still being found, you know, like that's what's great about games like this. These yep. just huge sweeping RPGs. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, it's it's just so much fun to just like be a part of Tamriel. Mm-hmm. And just yeah, just pretend you're just, you know, another guy in the whole world and it and you do a bunch of really cool stuff and And the really scary part about this game is it's it's one continent on this world. Skyrim <laughs> one continent. There's, you know, Morrowind and how many others that the other games have explored. But I don't think we've gone through the whole world yet, have we? No, not yet. Not Each yet. Each one just focuses on like one or two continents. Like <laughs> well, Oh my god, these games are gigantic. This world is huge. I don't know anything about Elder Scrolls Online, and I almost don't even care to know. I'm sure the storyline gets continued there, and that does suck. I really wish I'd, you know, I'd be willing to spend the time and, and learn that, but I just can't do an MMO version of it. I just yeah. can't. It's just not the same. It's not the same. You know, it's this third person. It, it's WoW. They're trying to make it into WoW, and it's it needed to stay separate. I, I'm really disappointed at their decision after Skyrim to to do an MMO. I'm mm. disappointed of it. Yeah, I mean, I guess the idea was bad just in the sense that, like, if you wanted to play, like, Skyrim with a friend or something, you know, that would be kind of fun. Um, but... I guess, but one of my favorite things about Skyrim is you're alone. Oh, interesting. It's just you. You against the world. Anytime you entered a dungeon, it was just you. Every once in a while, you'd have a, a an AI companion, but they'd almost always die unless they couldn't die. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, it was just you. You on the world. Like, I love that. Even Dragon Age uh, is, is very similar. It's just, A, it has to be third person, but it, it's, it's a party of four. You always have AI that you have to watch over, and when you're depending on AI, they die, and they're stupid, and, it, you know, the system is, isn't great. But, like, Skyrim, it was just you. And you and whatever weapons you got. Shield and the sword, great. Giant axe, great. And magic, great. Sword and magic, great. You know, Whatever. Yeah. Go go kill stuff. However it is you want to kill stuff. That's a cool point. Yeah, it's... like I love that about those games. You enter a dark, scary, you know, undead thing. Like just you. Take it all to die. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Huh, I never thought of it like that. Yeah. The the solitude is actually kind of cool in its own way. Very much so. Yeah. Go collect stuff. You know, anything you earned, you earned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. You kill that dragon? That's right. You killed that dragon. Not <laughs> NPC helping you. You killed that motherfucking dragon. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Skyrim. That that is like actually like a really sweet number one. Like, yeah. I didn't see it coming, but um, I I just really want to go play Skyrim now. <laughs> do please. <laughs> I'm just gonna continue Witcher and see if it, you know, at some point here and see if it if it fills the hole. I know it won't. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I think I'm on like my second or third playthrough of Skyrim. Like, it's just... I, that's one thing I almost can never do is, uh, like, I like, like, I get attached to my character. Mm. Can't just like abandon my character. Like, oh, you know, you were really fun, but I'm gonna go do this guy. Like, uh, I hate that. <laughs> like, I can't do it. I see. I see. Yeah, there character. Uh character yeah just uh the the emotional attachment mm-hmm. yeah it's a game like that because there's so much solitude like it's you like that's what an rpg is yeah, it's a, yeah. i mean you're you are immersed in this and skyrim you get so immersed in that game just because that's i play that game in first person as much as i can i'm not a big fan of the third person it takes away from it the, the first-person mode of that game is so much fun, just seeing the weapons come up, especially with a bow. Like, you see him pull it back and fire and pull it back and fire. You see the magic on the hands, and you, you're you shooting it off. Like, it, it really does feel like that's freaking you. Like, yeah, yeah. Actually, that's a really, really good point, is that... first takes away so much of that game. But it's there if you want it. But that game really should be played in first-person. Yeah. It um it really immerses you. Like, yeah, hardcore. You know, there's a you know a dragon lands and you're fighting a dragon or whatever. It is in your face. Like that is all you see is that dragon and his huge head and his breath. There's a spider and it's a giant spider. That's all you see. That giant ass spider in your face. No, no. Especially melee. Like you got to charge in there and start swinging away at these things. Like face to face. It's pretty epic. Yeah, and uh, and it's just you in this giant world, and 
you play it for so long because it's such a big world that you just just become. It's all one map. I mean, yeah. it's it's all just one map. I mean, <laughs> sure, there's dungeons that you load into and stuff, but like it's you can walk in a straight line across the entire map. Yeah, I mean, a straight line. I mean, there's going to be plenty of curves, but technically, I bet someone's done it. Walk from one end to the other, and I, I'm sure it took hours, <laughs> yeah. hours upon hours upon. <laughs> like it is huge. Thank God for fast travel in these games. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, uh, they actually added uh, dragon riding in one of the expansions. That was hilarious. Uh, it didn't work well, but it was still there. <laughs> yeah. I kind of, actually, I kind of wish that um, they didn't have that, like, fast travel where you, it just loads. Like, I kind of wish they had, like, you know, like in MMOs or something where you have, like, that uh, mount system I mean, or whatever. Yeah, that would be nice. Uh, but the fast travel just saves you so much time. I mean, the game already <laughs> hundreds of hours long. It, yeah. it's, you know, everything without fast travel, you know, even if you added thirty seconds each time, h- how many hours does that add? I a mean, lot. Yeah, that, that probably adds another twenty hours just on the time, just because waiting thirty seconds at a time. You fast travel so much in that game from one place to the other all the time. That's true. Yeah, over and over and over. It needed to be there. It might take away a little bit from the realism, but it needed to be there. It just had to be. Yeah, because there there'd be like a quest in one town, and they're like, "Can you go all the way over here for me?" And you're like, "Ugh." Yeah, <laughs> like, it's not happening. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a a game coming out uh, called uh, No Man's Sky, which I am super super excited for. The concept of this game, it's not an RPG. Well, I, I mean, I guess I guess I mean I don't know what its classification is, but it's it, I guess it could be an RPG. Mm-hmm. I guess it is, but it's it's a space game, but. Oh. The concept of this game is amazing. And the reason I bring it up is I don't think there's any such... Li- I think there is, like, there is, like, a light speed travel, which is a greater a great way of doing a fast travel, but apparently this game is so big. It's all one universe. And when I say universe, I mean literally the universe. Like planets and stuff? They, they have... They've made this game so randomly generated and so big. There are, I believe, billions of explorable planets... It's so big that you will never, we will never explore everything. No way. It's a universal impossibility. I think it takes somewhere along, they, they did a calculation. It was, if everyone explored, if, if uh, what was the number? It was something like if some millions of people were, if each individual explored a planet every second, and there were some millions of us, it would take us hundreds of thousands or millions of years to completely explore everything. No and just way. Planets. It's so much so that if you discover a planet, the planet is named after you. <laughs> it's so big that if you and a friend started on one end of the universe, you would never meet each other in your lifetime. No way. Yeah, look, that's how big this game is, and it's being made by like some three or like maybe ten person company or something. <sighs> It's amazing, and it looks beautiful. You know, you land on a planet, and this planet is completely explorable. You you land, you get out, you go around. There's different wildlife on every planet. Damn. You you explore, you mine minerals, you do whatever. There are uh, there are police forces in the game. If you kill an animal on a planet, there's going to be a consequence. Uh, if you die, you lose. You you come back at a respawn point, but I think you like lose everything on you. I think you might even lose your ship. Um, there's all kinds of uh, upgrades and things. You buy new ships. You do new stuff. You buy weapons. There's a storyline. It has something to do with getting to the center of a certain area and discovering. This game looks ama- like like no game before it. Is it online? Uh, yeah, it ha- it, it, it's required, I think, online. I, I think there's only online. And because of this, it, it's online because, A, your computer couldn't host What's on this? It has to be on there. Uh, and B, it's so big that it might as well be online. Right, yeah. Meeting someone else is probably so rare. Like, unless you're, like, in a clan and you have friends, I think you can, like, meet at a spot if you talk about it. But, like, if you didn't, just to meet somebody is probably so rare. And there's space battles and stuff. There's AI. But I think if you meet someone else, you can totally fight it out. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's just so much in this game that just... I hope it's not an utter disappointment because it looks so amazing. I have no idea what console it's going to be on. I'm sure it'll be on PC. Dude, it sounds incredible. Like that's we'll such a cool idea. Store, but I'm not sure. But this idea is amazing. I'm so pumped for this game. Go look it up. If anyone hasn't, if anyone listening hasn't heard of or seen No Man's Sky, for the love of God, go watch it. It's so <laughs> beautiful. 
It's so amazing. There's only so much of, you know out there, but I think there's like there have been a few videos of people playing it and going over it and stuff. You know, there's space stations you can land at. There's this really awesome scene of like someone floating and heading towards a space station, and you just see ships like jumping in and like 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 light speeding in and just like kind of landing there and all sort of appearing out of nowhere, like an entire squad, like army showing up. It's just such a cool scene, and just everything about this game sounds like the most amazing game ever. That sounds like yeah, that sounds like a really cool MMO. Just like yeah. So I basically just want to like like thank God for like light speed travel and things like that because games are only getting <sighs> was the point of that story. But I had to make mention of this game because if this game isn't an utter disappointment initially like Destiny and Diablo 3, uh, maybe it'll get traction and it'll continue going. But this is, uh, I think if you talk to anyone that's actually seen it, I think this is one of the most anticipated games ever. Just because you almost can't like like dislike this concept. We're human. Like exploring is what we do. And space is just, that's our next step. So this game that basically emulates what our vision is for space mm-hmm. is just, it's just the most entertaining thing ever. I like, if this game is anything like I'm hoping like it'll be, it, um, I will be lost in it for forever. <laughs> yeah. For a long, long time. Yeah. I, right after this cast, man, I'm, I'm looking it up because this sounds super exciting. Please do. Looks, <laughs> no Man's Sky. It's going to be great. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so yeah. <laughs> going back to Skyrim. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, hey, it's been a while we're jumping back to Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, awesome, uh, awesome number one game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just so free. Like, I, it's just, I don't know. That's, that's why I love this type of RPG. It's why I keep going back to games like that. Because it's the freedom of the game. Yeah. It's why I like Battlefield, you know? It's the freedom of the game. I can do almost anything I want to do when I want to do it. Like... That's what's great. Yeah, you know, true. Sometimes it requires you to get stronger, but that's the requirement of the game. You know, you can play however you want to play, but if you want to make it easier, if you want to get through something, if you want to get this, get to this place, get stronger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Go, go do stuff. Go explore the world. It's a beautiful world. Like it's the game is so huge. There's so much. The the Norse feel of it. It's so epic. It's so like that is what medieval should be yeah that, that game is so visceral it's just it's everything we want it to be yeah if you think medieval this this is what and like yeah it's got a viking theme to it but it's so everything it's it's viking medieval it's you know normal lore there's you know dwar- the dwar- dwarves aren't actually there which is what a great idea like for dwarves to not like they're a part of the history in skyrim you know, yeah. they're not actually really there. Right. You know, right. you've got elves, and then there's rare, you know, like the, the, what are they, snow elves or whatever they were called, like the rare version. Like, there's so much in that game. There's so much history there. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. There's a, there's actually an entire app. I think it's free, uh, called like the Elder Scrolls books or something, and you can just read all the lore books from the games. That's, that's what a great thing. Like, there's so much lore in this game. It's, <laughs> off of just years and years of their history of this game from all the previous ones like and they're big, they were all equally like they were all like world changing at their time Morrowind what a big game holy crap <laughs> like that game was gigantic it's just ridiculous yeah and that's one of like the I don't, what was the what was the one before that I don't remember number two or I mean there were a few before Morrowind weren't there uh Morrowind was Elder Scrolls 3 Right there, you go. And then uh, four was Oblivion. Yeah, I played. I played Morrowind, Oblivion, and uh, Skyrim. Yeah, uh, I think. I mean, I know two is based in Hammerfell, but I don't think yeah. it was called anything. I don't remember what it was called, but I didn't play one or two. But I did play Morrowind. Uh, I played more Oblivion than Morrowind. I played more Skyrim than the other two combined. But uh, it's called Daggerfall. That's right, Daggerfall. That's yeah. right. But yeah, I, but there's, I'm sure the other two were equally as, as world-changing before. And each time, they just it's more impressive, more impressive, more impressive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. More things to do. But I don't know. I, the, the medieval Viking Norse theme of this one was just so epic and so fun and just so great. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, no. I actually have... Uh... I have the maps of all f- all five games, and they're huge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's so awesome. <laughs> all right, well, I'm glad I I picked a good one there. I, I figured that would be the one I, I'd have to go with because yeah. 
like as I thought through it, any other choice came to my head. I was like, but but Skyrim. <laughs> like I couldn't get past. So I'm like, I just gotta go with Skyrim. It's just it's what it's just how it's gotta be. Yeah, I mean, after talking about it, I'm like, man, this should be higher on my list. Like if I wasn't, if I didn't just start Witcher, Skyrim, I'd be going back to Skyrim. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah, so um, so there you have it, guys. Uh, this is Evan's top three. We had mm-hmm. uh, Battlefield 1942, Diablo 3, and Skyrim. Yes. All, all awesome games. I recommend that you guys check out all of them. Uh, Battlefield, maybe some of the newer ones. But... Yeah, Battlefield 4. Don't go with Hardline. I mean, look, Hardline isn't bad. It's just not Battlefield. Right, right. Yeah. And I think even they've admitted it's more of an experiment to try some stuff out, but uh, it wasn't. it's not a success. Go with 4. Go with Battlefield 4. <laughs> that's that's a, good, a good place to get into. <laughs> yeah but um yeah evan thank you so much for having this interview with me no problem thanks for having me back yeah i uh this is great i um i have so many games i want to play now especially skyrim (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) um but yeah uh we will we'll definitely hear from you soon um maybe on a diablo 3 episode or destiny's expansion uh so the next patch for diablo 3 should be coming out this tuesday and Taken King comes out September 15th, and after that, Halo 5 comes out uh, Ooh. Uh, on October 27th. Awesome, okay. Yeah, we so, will we'll definitely uh, hit you up soon. So I would, I would love to talk about all three of those. <laughs> yes, awesome. Um, so yeah, that, uh, that's your top three here with Evan, and uh, my name is Incronaut, and you're watching, uh, or you're listening to NPC Talk, episode 17. And uh, for tonight, guys, we are out. Have a good night.